Welcome to the Forest City Brewery finale here on the Taproom Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarball. I'm with Jim Waltz and Jay Demigal. Uh We are on to the last beer. Tell me, uh, what is this beer and uh, what's the style and all that? Uh, this is a, a beer um, we found out that uh, uh, one of our favorite Cleveland Brown football players of all time, a uh, guy by the name of Clay Matthews, played for the Browns. For like I think he was in the NFL for like 18 years mm-hmm. as a linebacker. Working class. Uh, football player used to drive the same car to work in his entire career his beat up old jalopy and, nice uh it just a hard nose hard i mean the guy was awesome so we kind of made a beer to um is is a bit of a tribute to him okay. he wore 57 he's up for the hall, pro football hall of fame um they didn't he didn't get in this past year unfortunately we made it right before like the voting to kind of oh, okay bring attention to it so and uh, i know that the browns are interested in carrying it uh in the stadium next season nice. so um, we're looking into that, but uh, yeah. So that's we. Sometimes we we make a beer like, hey, let's uh, do a tribute to Clay, and you know, yeah, Jim will he'll, he'll tell you he, that's the inspiration, and then he makes a he makes an amazing beer behind it. So I'll let Jim talk about the beer and the uh, the style. It's a it's a brown ale, right? Yeah, classic brown ale. Love love the style. It's an underappreciated style. I feel it. It is. I mean, this is again uh, brown ales. If you're if you're a fan of multi style uh, multi kind of beers. Um, the, the the greatness is in the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. right? So where you just get done drinking an IPA and you're just getting pounded with, you know, the different yeah. type of profiles from the hops and your bitterness and everything else. Um, you jump into you jump into a brown ale, and you're just getting into like the, you know, like the the, the nice malt character. There's it's a there's a little bit of uh, chocolate malt in it, but not a lot, just enough to kind of um, I use chocolate malt, very small, but it, it provides a good finish, mm-hmm. kind of smooths out okay. an end of a beer. Yeah. So um, I used to use that in spirits, too, as a little secret. Mm. Um, but it just kind of helps on the finish of it. But everything else is like um, special bees, a very popular uh, type of uh, specialty malt that, that gives that my favorite kind of character yeah. in these styles of beers. So there's, a, you know, you get that little bit of sweetness, but then you, you kind of get like that nuttiness, that little toasty, but not, you know, not into the level you're getting into stout territory mm. or stuff, things like that. But, you know, there, there, there's hops in it, but just enough to complement to kind of take the sweetness down, mm. you know, a little bit. Um, so I think we, you know, we use Amarillo and East Kent Goldings in this one. So they're not, overpowering type hops you know what i mean that kind of have that they're just made to be in the background but again yeah we brought this beer out um in the i think it was in the fall right before winter and the response we got was great as soon as we got done brewing it we you know put it finally got it on tap you know i come in and jay's like you better get brewing you know (laughs) so it's like get it back in and 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 keep it coming so it's it's kind of fun how some of those staples um just kind of happen yeah, you know it's it, it, the one thing I've learned. I think I've been in like the alcohol business for almost fifteen years now. Is um, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to start at places. Um, I came in probably like six seven months after they opened, it's still in, in the early enough you know phase, mm-hmm. and um, I started at Southern Tier from nothing, and I had to get the distillery going, and um, a couple of small places we got going and as you're creating things you're like oh this is gonna kill it yeah. oh i know this one's right. gonna kill it you know and it's like crickets yeah. and then something else you, you're like maybe not a, so it's always interesting you know as a, as a 
brewer or distiller or you know any in production of it you you kind of have your you, you kind of think what's going to happen yeah and sometimes it does and sometimes it's just hilarious what people you know when, <laughs> when i was a, a southern tier in new york i was making all kind of cool we, we made hopped whiskeys out of like the 2x ipa and we would do oh, wow. a, we'd do a uh, like an old style boiler maker with like but you had your 2x with it next to your 2x ipa and you know we do all different types of gins and whiskeys and i made traditional stuff but then i made all this other stuff and then they're like well what are we going to do for vodka and i'm like why we, do we really need vodka does the world yeah. need another vodka like there's so right. many vodkas out there so we made it and sure enough, like it's selling. They You're just like, God, I guess they did need another vodka. So you kind of have your predetermined. One of my least favorites. Right. Well, it's just like, uh, that's a whole nother, that could be a whole other podcast on, <laughs> on vodka and right. all the work you have to do in for someone to put cranberry juice in it, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, it, it, but, but anyway, it's just funny. So when you're brewing things, you just, they sound good to you. You think people will like it. You get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've, I learned though is um, we make a Doppelbach. And it's one of my favorite styles of beers, and there's there's not that many around, right? right. Um, Gray Lakes made one. They made a Doppel Rock. Market Garden, uh, I think they made one called the Illuminator. Collision Bend, Colli- one Collision. They're great. They don't. They can't sell them. People don't know who they. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's a just, brewer's beer. It's a brewer's beer, exactly. So it's just kind of funny. Um, so not necessarily the bre- the beers that we like. You know, right. I get to make them because of our setup and stuff, and we and they're popular for us. But you know, I can only imagine if you had to make you know a hundred barrels of it and oh, try to God, go sell yeah. it on the shelf, yeah. watching it try to go out. Um, so there's there styles that personally you'd be like, oh, this is going to be great, and people are just like not yeah. into it. You know, yeah. like yeah. So um, so you never really know when you brew something. But again, for us, being able to kind of have control over what we brew and what we make when we make it and that type of stuff, you know, the brown was something that w- with the season and like what Jay was saying with, you know, um, Clay's Hall of Fame mm-hmm. push to kind of get them right. in and stuff we wanted to do. And we like those beers. They fit here. And, you know, the whole kind of vibe of our place of a kind of more blue collar working um, place, it just fit. And then people dig it. And then yeah. you're like, oh, we got something. You know, you got well, something here. You know, fall's a perfect time for this. this any, any time of year, you can drink a brown ale. I just want to say that because I like brown ales. Mm-hmm. You can drink, I can drink a brown ale whenever. Fall, like when you guys had come out with this, that's, this is like to me like fall in a glass. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just. Absolutely. absolutely. I love that malt character. I love the, the, the slight like toasty bread and all that. It's. Yeah. Oh, it, I love it, this. It kind of goes with, I mean, those are those, those are those styles that you know, yeah, you de- you definitely can. You can drink any beer when you want to drink a beer any time <laughs> right. of the season, right? But there are ones. I mean, it's funny. I mean, there are ones that just pair perfectly with the weather, the mood, Absolutely. and everything else. And I'm the same way. Uh, brown ales. I mean, I think sometimes people may not look take them as serious because they're you know what's 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 to it. Do you think it's because they hear the word brown? It, it could we, be. I was there, talking there, to there Mike from Masthead about the words that turn people off mm-hmm. from beer. And, like, rye is – or, you know, like he's like, that's one of the worst ones you can throw. And then do a title of a <laughs> right. beer just because people hear it. Or, or uh, uh, like, bitter, too. It's like another one where people hear the word and don't necessarily know the connotation for what we're right. talking about. Uh, do, is there, do you think there's some sort of connotation with the word brown? Yeah, I, I almost think sometimes they think brown is bland mm-hmm. for the beer. Okay. Like, oh, it's a brown ale. It's probably a bland. 
and and maybe someone's had that experience of a brown yeah. ale being bland before, so that kind of triggers, you know. Um, but but I don't I our, I don't our beer is not bland, and I, I've had a lot no. of other brown ales that aren't you know right. they have that character to them. It's, it's malt, yeah, you know, and it's they're you know it's different from you know like a German style beer with uh you know that's a it's a malt forward beer. I don't think ours are as bready. And bready is something I like. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, but. Brown ales typically are probably maybe just like a, a touch sweeter than yeah. some of those styles and like the different yeast being a lager being, you know, an ale. But no, to me, I'm the opposite. If I, again, if I see a brown ale on a menu, yes, I'm all, I'll take one. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about you know, just that type of beer style. So, but it, it is funny. I mean, there's, there's, there's something to trigger words. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, you know, starting in the business and the first time I read the word quaffable in a description, I'm like, what? What is yeah. what you know, yeah. and it's supposed to. They're trying to be, I guess, a little more high end using a word. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't don't use that word in my description. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just like a funny. It's just yeah. like a funny word to me that I'm like, I'm not thinking about what is quaffable. I'm thinking right. about what, what the hell is qual. You yeah. know what is quaffable. So, yeah. um, but but yeah, I think, it, but it's cool because I mean, if, if that's your style, but this would be this would be another type of style too that if people are kind of like maybe that's not mine it is a perfect style just to grab on a flight one time and, oh, and, yeah. and try especially especially when the weather's right and everything mm-hmm. else is right like i i, I think they'll, they'll enjoy it and kind of be surprised you know yeah. how, how much character is in a brown ale right you know it's it's not just kind of a, f- a flat tasting you know blase beer i mean right. there, there's a lot there's a lot to it you know this and it's one, cool this one's slightly quaffable too <laughs> <laughs> they're all kind of slightly quaffable. It just won't be in the beer description. It's <laughs> being quaffable. Well, it helps balance out a menu too. It, it, it does. I mean, because you don't know who's coming in the door and what you're after. So, I mean, we really try to have a diverse selection of beers where we go from light to dark, you know, low alcohol to high alcohol, hoppy to non-hoppy, mm-hmm. you know, American style, European style. And, you know, and just it, it, it's fun because you get to brew a bunch of different styles and different different things. So it kind of takes away the minutiae or you know we don't we paddle we, we paddle all of our mash and we yeah. kind of like you know sweating it above a kettle and like the old you know cool ways of brewing right um so it, it does keep it but you know when people come in i mean we we generally have a beer style or two that people are always kind of after just try, trying to keep it you know trying to keep it mixed up yeah absolutely um yeah i really like this beer <laughs> keep going keep going i mean we do we we have you know we have a uh, an amber or duck island amber mm-hmm. um but that's that's you know the amber styles ours is a little more on the hoppy side so it's someone who's not into IPAs but they kind of like a hop character yeah you know that that's what an amber is for but for us you know a brown ale is showcasing the the malts of of what's in a you know the brown ale so you know for ours it's you know we use like Maris as a base um, just because it's a little more toastier, it's got mm-hmm. a little more color than just like a typical pale. Um, and then, like I said, we kind of throw like some Munich malt, some special B, little chocolate, you know, and just kind of really right. bring out the little complexity of all the different malts that go in it. Absolutely, it's it's a easy drinker. It it's got a lot of flavor to it. I really like that beer, and it smells good when it's mashing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's kind of got that good malt. You know what I mean? Imagine. Like it's what a brewery could kind of smell like. You know, versus a. Uh, you know, some of the different styles that, that, that you do, it's just like, man, that has a good mash bill. That yeah. smells really good when you're when you're brewing it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things, walking in and smelling, smelling oh, yeah. beer there, being there's, made. There, there's, that's one of the things that's cool about our area. I mean, when we have the doors open, I'm sure people get 
a little smell in the neighborhood of brewing, oh, yeah. but you know, it's like I remember walking, you know, you walk down 25th Street and it's just got it. The whole corner smells like beer, yeah. and it's cool. You know, we kind of add a little bit from from our side of the street, you know, Separated to it. But, enough, it, but, yeah. but yeah, but it's still. I mean, it's just, you know, when I lived out of town, and you know, I had friends that never moved back, and I mean, I was gone for six years, yeah. and I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't wait to get back, and you know, to kind of be back and involved in the in the you know the brewing community, and you know, we'll probably get involved in some other things down the road too with different projects just because being able to distill and mm-hmm. being able to kind of do different things you know we 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 got such a cool building to yeah. come visit um this thing's built like a brick house I and mean, <laughs> we've had to punch holes in it and had to do and cut floors and trenches and it's just this thing is built the thing is you know built nice but we we kind of you know we kind of just laughed at you know a lot of the you know, when, when people build new things, even even in their houses, you know, they want it to look old. So right. they, they spend a lot of money to make something look old. Yeah. You know, when they want to have that rustic look and we're like, oh, this is 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is, this is just, this is, I mean, it, it's got the character. So it's it's been real cool to just kind of fill it out um, and, and have people just come and enjoy it. Um, we have a, you know, was it 120-person beer hall. So there's events going on here all the time yeah. between music and poetry and bands and um just all kind of stuff so just you know people kind of come having the beer just get the whole vibe yeah. you know so we just try to make sure that we make good beer and kind of have a little bit of something for for everybody yeah. absolutely jay you want to add anything yeah and, and you know be, be in addition to the beer uh, you know we always like people to know that we have um there's some other businesses in the building that are producing beverages. Uh, Duck Rabbit Coffee mm-hmm. uh, has a roastery in the building. Western Reserve makes honey wine. Um, and Jim just started a company about six months ago called Duck Island Cocktails, where oh, nice. he's pre-mixing cocktails, putting in a keg. He's the only guy in Ohio doing it. Oh, and, very cool. And I'm not going to brag on him a little bit, but yeah. he's in the casino. He's in the Danny nice. Boys. You know, he's in the most of the ballparks. Uh, so we have, you know, we carry a wine from 216 uh, from oh, Cleveland Urban Winery. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we got some cider on and, you know, so we have something kind of for everybody, um, because when people come out here, you know, they want to, some, some people don't like craft beer, yeah. uh, and they want to have something, you know, more along their line. So, um, I just want to throw in and, you know, Jim, give Jim a shout out over here for his Duck Island Absolutely. cocktails as well. <laughs> uh, but we really appreciate you guys coming out, Dean and uh, oh, yeah. what you Happy do for the do community. It. It's pretty cool. Happy to do it. I like talking to you guys and learning, learning about beer. However, I can. Uh, I I've said before I can't do what you do, Jim. I can't brew. Uh, I I don't have patience. Uh, I I have ideas, but I just don't have patience. And so I I, I applaud you guys on how to do that. I I, I can't do it. So oh no, <laughs> it's nice. Kudos I mean, to you. I learn by talking. Oh yeah, it's you know it is though. But I mean, when you have a passion for it, it, it does. It becomes a rabbit hole. I mean, right. the, the the more you learn, the less you know. That's kind of what always gets my curiosity going with things. And um, you know, I'd always you know meet people in the industry, and you see a guy you know whether it's wine or spirits that's been doing it for forty years, and you're always learning. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's that's the constant Absolutely. that you're always enjoying and. You know, there's enough, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. When um, when I had left and gone to North Carolina to get in, the school I went to used all the same equipment. I mean, it was North mm-hmm. Carolina grapes, North Carolina. But the equipment, everything is from California or Italy. Okay. So you, you kind of get the, the, the production fundamentals. I wasn't sure where I was going or if I was going to stay after that. 
um, whether we're going to go to California or New Zealand or whatever to Mm -hmm. go kind of continue working. But I just remember the first time we were on a crush pad and, you know, we just brought, you know, a couple tons of grapes up and we're crushing and, you know, people are kind of coming to see what you do. Yeah. It's a cool, you know, it's it's a cool thing, you know. When I was like a junior accountant sitting in a cubicle, like nobody came to see what I did yeah. for a living. You no know, cares. nobody was like, "You right, exactly." So you know, it, it, it's fun to kind of produce something. My brother's a chef; I can't cook. Yeah, and I this is like my version of like right. being able to do something right. where you know it's, it's different and it's just it, it's a cool industry. Um, I think people are amazed by how much the breweries work together and how well the like, brewers yeah. get along because, like, you know, if you're an executive from Pepsi, you essentially you're not hanging out with Coke. You're not hanging out with Coke. You know what I mean? And when we go places and people see all of us hanging or wearing each other's t-shirts yeah. for yeah. like, because we're all suckers for free right. free shirts and stuff anyway, you know. But um, oh uh, yeah. So you know, it's it, it's it's a cool community, and we try to do what we can. Um, I guess real quick too, we could give a um shout out to uh, uh Randy at West Branch Malts because we oh, yeah, yeah we use, we use his malts nice. too. Um, great guy, great company, just getting started off. So, you know, They're out in Brunswick, is that yeah, in Brunswick, yeah. yeah. So it's just like you know, we're at a festival, and you know, you run into, you start meeting people, and um, you know, hey, we're making this. It's that kind of community, right. you know, where it's just like everyone tries to help everybody out when we can, and pick each other's brains, and just try to you know make good beer. Because when you know, the, I mean, the goal is is just when people are, like I said, when, you, when you're out of state or you're traveling, and people like you from Cleveland, I mean. I, I always tell people, it's like, if you like to eat or like to drink, yeah, that's you'll exactly. love Cleveland. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? And who doesn't yeah. like to do that? You know, that's why I told people I lived in California for a while and uh, people were like, oh, Cleveland. I was like, oh, you you like food? You like beer? Right. You like yeah. drinking? Go right. to Cleveland. You, right. Come you on. Know. Like with food's good. Pretty girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got it all. It's so not I, all just here. I, I would tell people the same thing. It's just kind of like, you know, you can't, you know, you're going to move back to that weather. I'm like. Well, yeah, the weather's not the best, but there's so many other I things. I do stuff about that. Yeah, you know, it's like, so, you know, we had to leave the blue skies, but, you know, being home, it's just when, you, you know, when, when you're from, you just have that connection. Yeah. So to be able to be part of the brewing community and kind of be involved with, with the stuff. If you're not from Cleveland, you don't understand the connection. Oh, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't get it. I mean, it is cool when people who are from out of town who stick around and when they get it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a great community. The brewing community is very different than other businesses. Yeah. So it's just, it's a nice community to be involved with and, and kind of work with, work very with cool. all these other guys and stuff. Uh, we are going to move on to the, uh, finale here. It is the question and answer portion of the show. Uh, this is a segment called between two hops. <laughs> I am with, uh, Jim and Jay from forest city. Uh, this is a question and answer styled after the inside the actor studio questionnaire tweaked a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite style of beer to brew and to drink? German Bach. Both to brew and to drink. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, there's one hop edition. <laughs> super, <laughs> super easy to Boom. make. They Done. clean up. They filter real well. Everything's super easy, but yeah, this, the, they're clean, crisp, you know, this is, I love saying yeah. I drink them year round. The favorite, favorite to brew, favorite to make. Nice. What is your least favorite to brew and to drink? Um, least favorite to make is just any of these IPAs with pounds of hops in it. Okay. Pounds of yeah. hops. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of work. It's a, it, it's more of just a clean of just having to, you know, transfer and clean mm. and it just, they make a mess. Yeah. They, they make a mess to do. I gotcha. Um, what's the other part to drink? Um, 
Just if you saw it, I, like, maybe I'm not going to go to that one yeah, nine I mean, times out of ten. I've had, I've had a couple beers that people in the style that they tried to do, which was like, oh, we're going to make a like natural fermentation or we're going to not, we're going to try to carb it, you know, and it just, it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like they almost got a little too cute. So I don't think it was yeah. like necessarily the style, but it was just like maybe too cute maybe it. overthinking and just kind of like i just go ahead. I mean, we have modern technology yeah, go, ahead, go ahead and make a beer. go ahead and make a beer uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt if i wasn't brewing i would probably i'd probably like get into like astrophysics all right i i, I have the luxury of having a very bright um 10 year old at home yeah who's got a brain that is curious and we all we do is shout out to neil degrasse tyson there my favorite go. astrophysicist yeah. um but and just learning about the universe learning about everything involved involved with that and just you know when you get older it's hard to kind of get your brain to be wowed right in that way like when you're right. like when you're a kid and you just kind of like everything's amazing everything's amazing yeah yeah time. every every time i you know listen to one of his podcasts or read a read a book on astro it's just like your brain just yeah so you know when you're older and you just kind of get flattened or wowed by something yeah i, I just I, I i enjoy it so space and physics and all that is doing oh, it for me right now too yeah. it's uh it's a it's another rabbit hole to go down uh what profession would you not like to attempt everything i've done before brewing <laughs> and uh anything sitting in a cubicle Pe- yeah. people just weren't meant to sit in a cubicle Absolutely. man i mean it's you know when i mean it, it, people got to make it, i give people props right, you know, right. for, for doing but you know when the highlight of my day was just going to the vending machine and that was like to break yeah, up the monotony i, I i'm not built for yeah. it I, no, i'm I a mover i gotta move um and so any, anything that keeps you stagnant i, I couldn't do uh, what hurdles did you personally face in starting in this industry and how did you overcome them? Um, so when I, when I started, I started in the wine industry. Um, it's pretty much a seasonal job, right? So if you're into wine then you're only in the winery for three months, if mm-hmm. you're in the vineyard, you're only in a vineyard for you know six months, there's 12 months in a, in a year, you know yeah. what I mean? So you really just I, you have to learn to kind of know how to do everything because that's what got you hired. Right, is that someone could keep you working all year. So when I got started, I was a little older because I kind of had like a second career okay. after graduating, you know, from Kent and going back to school. So right. I had kind of learned what I didn't do the first time, which was not networking and meeting a bunch of people. Because every job I've had that's been good has been a job I've never applied for. Okay, <laughs> it's been yeah. people just kind of yeah. coming to hey. yeah. coming to get you, you know, for stuff like that. So really, for when I kind of restarted again, it was it was just learning as much as you can. And you know, I'll put it this way: I was I had thank God for my wife. Um, she let me pack up and we left with a newborn, and I was making ten bucks an hour working in a vineyard. Yeah and eating ramen noodles and broke and as happy as as happy as could be right and then so you just kind of learn how to start over and just i mean hard work does pay off and and if you you know if you if you truly love it and are passionate about it everything else does take care of itself i mean you you enjoy it everything else kind of falls into place so it's been a good journey we're excited 
you know, and kind of to be back home. And, you know, when I was making beer and making wine in North Carolina, it was like, we were having fun, but nobody knew who we were and what right. we were doing, you know? So it's like, you know, when we do events here at the brewery and it's just so much fun to invite our friends and family down right. to kind of enjoy it all with us and kind of Absolutely. see all the work that everybody puts in here. Uh, what was your most interesting trend for 2018 that you saw in the craft beer world? What did we do in 2018? 2018 was... I don't know. We kind of don't really inside. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think the overall trend was the New England IPAs, yeah. right? And we never brewed one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just kind of did our own thing. Yeah, but I noticed, I noticed when I went to shows, that was kind of like, um, you know, making the hazy beer and making the style. There's I think, enough I of think, it out there, though. I, I think that was like what was I saw in the industry that was um, kind of real popular. Every time you kind of went a new place, somebody was always showing off. Mm-hmm. You know, we got our new new hazy IPA and our new England IPA. So, um Oh, maybe we'll make one one time, but we haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we 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 kind of we we made a session. You've been doing all and right. It did, and did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> if you had to pick your the least favorite trend you saw in 2018, thing that just kind of was like, oh, really? Yeah. Did I, you have to? to what I, would you pick? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too soapboxy, but um, <laughs> it is a soapboxy question. But you don't have to do. Well, it, like yeah. Again, I, I I think there's a. I think I think there is kind of like a line of getting not making beer mm-hmm. gotcha. and kind of getting a little bit too cute, too yep. crazy with stuff. I mean, I think some of the ingredients people use, I think part of the problem is people are just trying to be so different right. to differentiate themselves, to differentiate themselves in such a crowded market. But it's kind of like, you know, do you want to be known as the, the fruit loop beer? Yeah. Play, right. or, you know, just, right. just, no, just no, stuff like that. I mean, so I, I think if people really just, focus on making good beer and you know you can get creative i mean we we i'm we, yeah. we use we've got mint and stuff in yeah, beers that's too part of the that's yeah part that, of that, doing that's it. cool but we just try to use it in a balanced way that it, it isn't overly cute and too cutesy with stuff so i i've kind of opened up some different um you know trying to read different um beer publications and different things and kind of scratching your head at some yeah. of the different trends right. of like i get it uh what is one piece of practical advice you would give someone starting out um you know i think i think just start, starting out in the industry in craft beer in, cra- in, in craft beer um you know i, I honestly i mean there's is it's just to kind of find their style and who they are as a as a brewer I've known so many people that are like technicians mm-hmm. and I've known people that brew like a chef right? that just kind of go by feel and taste. Yeah. And so everyone does it differently in a different style. So it's like, if you really try to copy someone or try to be some, it's just probably not going to work right. because who you are as a brewer is a big thing in your beers. You know, I think when people come in and kind of taste our beers and our styles and stuff, they probably, probably kind of know who I am mm-hmm. without even meeting me, you know, right. in a lot of ways. So, I, I think just uh, and generally being that is, you know, to brew enough and to do enough beers that you kind of figure out your style and who yeah. you kind of are as a brewer and just kind of roll with roll with that, yeah. you know. Very cool. Uh, if you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell the younger you? Uh, don't lift so much. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy on, like, thinking you can lift barrels and yeah. lift bags. And, like, if you have an assistant, 
ask use for it. help. Like you like yeah, use it. <laughs> like don't be don't be doing that. Um No, it, it's yeah, no, it's it, it's 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 kind of been the same thing. I mean, I I literally probably I've been doing this for 15 years now ish. So it literally was five years before your 10 year question, but literally it was just to just, I mean, just do what you like to do. Yeah. Don't worry about money. Don't, don't worry about any of those other, any of those other things that kind of keep you in doing something you don't like to do. Right. Is just make the break. If there's something you want to do, just go for it. Just chuck it, go yeah. for it. And, uh, I took my own advice and it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's been great. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I mean, there's, there's rough days, but there's never a bad day. Right. I mean, I I really, I've gotten up where I didn't want to get up to go yeah. to work. It happens. And ever since I sh- shift shifted industries and put the work in, I mean, I I and you know always enjoy getting up and going to work. So absolutely, you know, if it's photography or painting, just <laughs> just man, just go for it. And the last question: What or who has been the biggest influence in your brewing career? Um. I guess, I guess a little bit since I have a little different background since I've done wine and um, distilling, and, you know, and brewing. Um, mine would probably be a little bit different. That I had a, uh, I was an assistant winemaker in North Carolina to a head winemaker who was um, probably the biggest influence to me. I mean, uh, his name is Sean McRitchie, McRitchie Winery and Cidery in uh, North Carolina. Um, but he, he was just a guy that taught me so many. Uh, tips tricks using pumps using doing Mm -hmm. pump over you know just all the skills so you know i've been very fortunate to have a few different mentors differently you know from either business or but he was he was my production mentor nice he'd been around you know he'd been all over the world making wine and and done a lot of stuff and he he was very helpful and and he's one of those guys that he just didn't bs you know you can appreciate people that are like real straight and just kind of tell you how it is. And so he's the one that, you know, every we go back to North Carolina every couple of years to go to the beach. And I always stop to see him and have a beer with him and, nice. and just kind of hang out. So he's kind of been the most helpful. So, you know, now that I'm kind of flipped, I've been I try to do the same thing he did for me, you know, with yeah. younger people that work for us. You just give them that knowledge and experience and 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 just it's it's nice to have someone to kind of share what they've already been through so you're not Absolutely. making the same stuff that they that they did um so and then it kind of translates over to brewing i just kind of bring a lot of that stuff over right that you kind of learn in the different different industries very cool uh jim and jay thank you guys so much for your time uh i appreciate your your time the beer is fantastic guys get down here try forest city brewery uh get out here do a flight try all their stuff uh they do a wide range and uh thank you guys again oh thanks a lot dan enjoy great. the rest of your day guys.